The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. Well, speaking of coffee, have I told you guys my coffee story from Bali? No. Um, Okay, so as you all know, I love coffee so much. (laughs) So at the hotel that we were staying at, all my friends were kind of just ordering you know, margaritas and martinis and other things. And I was like, oh, cappuccino, please, cappuccino. And they come over and there was a little love heart in the the thing. And and they're like, yes, for you, for you. They probably say this to everybody. (laughs) And I got very excited. So that's really, really cool. So they're like, well, would you like to come and learn how to make one and, and do some art? And I was like, hell yes, I would. So I got up and I got behind the coffee machine and I started like making the coffee and then this Balinese man come behind me and he started like directing me. It was like the scene from Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And the song started playing. Honestly, it it could have been in the background. I'm not sure there was something playing and he's like trying to direct me and we're like filling up the coffee and we're like, you know, doing all the art and they're like, we're pouring the art on this like steam and like, it was just like, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And so when are you getting married? Well, (laughs) it was, it was quite funny. So it was quite funny for everyone else to, to witness as well. That's funny. So, so um, were they good coffees? Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. And the art on them was really good. I, I made a flower. Oh, very oh, nice. I think it was a flower, an abstract flower. But, like um, abstract, abstract's you know, good. It's good. So you, know, yeah. you like to use your mind when you're drinking your coffee, I think. Yes. Yes. So did, did you have any of that uh, barley coffee while you were there? You know, that, that, that's, that, that stuff's a bit sludgy. Yes, I did. Yeah. I think I've. Um, it's quite sweet. Is it sweet? Is that the one I that you're talking honestly about? can't remember. It's been like, you know, over... Uh, two decades since I've been mm. in Bali. Um, but it was this stuff called barley uh, coffee or coffee barley. And it was just like um, a really sludgy kind of muddy consistency. Like uh, particularly at the bottom of it, it was really horrible and sludgy. Horrible. Um, <laughs> horrible. But yeah, so I well, take I it that it wasn't something that I, you're a fan of. I know. I can't remember it. Like it's, it's so long ago. I just remember it was very different to the usual coffee we would have here. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that it was the, the latte culture had got to Bali at that point in time. So Possibly not. Mm. But they're lucky enough to have lots of Starbucks and Gloria Jeans oh, and really? things like that now, which is great because um, I find the packet stuff they have there is quite sweet and I don't mm. like my coffee too sweet. No, nah, I'm not um, a big fan of sweet coffee. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I used to be <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love coffee and, and stuff like that, but recently I've uh, I can't actually have coffee anymore because because uh, yes. of my my throat and the the doc- throat doctor was like yo the the worst thing for it is like caffeine and and tannins and stuff like that so I've had to had to kick coffee and uh, haven't haven't drunk any any coffee in uh, probably two to three weeks. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. I thought maybe I'll just do decaf. I'll just yeah. do decaf coffee. So I started drinking decaf and it Not just didn't, didn't work. And then so now I've got. Is it a life worth living at that point? <laughs> <laughs> 
well, like well, quality of life. You have to start questioning these things, you know. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> well, well, now I've moved on to, uh, like, I, I got Milo because Milo's, oh. like, actually not, like, you know, chocolate-based or, or anything. It's malted, um, uh, like, grains and stuff mm. like that. Um, and so Milo's good. And they've got a Milo now, which is like 30% less sugar. And I prefer it. It's got more of a, it's weird saying chocolatey taste, but it's got that that more Milo-y taste with less sugar in it. So More Milo, less sugar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, so that was really good. But then <laughs> I used to take, I, I used to take the piss out of my dad when he, when I was younger, because he'd go on these health kicks and <laughs> He'd get like for a while there, they go, Oh, yeah, caffeine's bad and stuff like that. So, we're not drinking coffee anymore. We're going to drink caro. And so, they still have caro at their house. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And, uh, and so, well, actually, it's probably the same jar from when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I was always like, Oh, come on. What's the point of that? If you can't drink coffee, why would you drink anything else? And now it's like, I'm looking for these coffee substitutes. So, I haven't gone to caro yet, but mm. I do have this thing called Nature's Cuppa. Oh. And again, it's a you know um, a, a, a malted grain drink, yep. um, and uh, it, it's like a friend of mine said, "Is it good?" And I went, "Well, it's kind of like um, you know when a, a vegan goes, have you tried my vegan bacon?'" <laughs> and and you go, "No, I haven't." And they go, "It's really good." And then you try, and you go, "You haven't had bacon in a while, have you?" <laughs> And uh, so that's what uh, what nature's cup is like. It's kind of like if you can't drink coffee, it's kind of like coffee if you can't remember what coffee's like. So, so if it, you need a gap. You yeah, need a gap yeah. here, and then you can have the vegan coffee. No, yeah. it's not vegan. No, it's not vegan. No, no. It's a, but the, uh, the the funny thing was I was uh, for a very long time allergic to milk. Oh, and because uh, when I was in uh, in university, I was working in the, the cafeteria. Then every day you'd be able to get you know free food and a drink from the fridge kind of thing. Yeah. So every day I'd be drinking like a six hundred mil you know chalk chill or coffee chill or some some sort of like milk based drink, and every day I would get sick. Oh. And I was like, man, what's with the food here? <laughs> and bad. Took me a while to realize. No, no, no. It's it's, it's the, the milk. milk. It's the milk that's doing it. So for a very long time, like must have been. A decade and a half or so, I just didn't drink milk. I was just drinking like milk substitutes. And recently I was like, oh my God, I'm not, not allergic to milk anymore. I can drink milk again. No, there's more to that yeah, journey sorry. because I got you onto the lactose free milk. Mm. And I swear that stuff, because it's got lactase in it and that somehow can counteracts the lactose. Mm. And so I reckon your stomach must have gotten a decent coating of that. And it's like that's helped to repair it because. One of the girls I work with, she had a similar experience. She can drink normal milk now. Mm. Also Anglo-Indian. So. <laughs> Isn't milk quite acidic, really, when you think about it? Maybe that's what it does. Because I know it can be corrosive in certain environments. Um, really? Yeah. So, I mean, oh, I don't know I always thought because it was pre- a calcium-based thing. I could be very wrong. I would have thought it would be more but, alkaline. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay. That's what I was thinking. We're not affiliated with Nature's Cuppa, <laughs> nor Milo or any of the other milk substitutes. And we do prior. not claim to be scientifically no. accurate in any way, shape or form. Thank you. <laughs> but, but Well, the funny thing was, was like with the milk, now I can drink it again. It only just occurred to me in the last couple of weeks. I love like the the flavored milks. It's good. And and like now, like I, I went to the shop and went... <laughs> I saw the spearmint milk and I'm going, I'm going to get myself some spearmint milk. And I think that's only a Perth thing. I don't think if you went anywhere else in Australia or anywhere else in the world, I don't think you'd find mass-produced spearmint milk. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. Mm. 
which is which is great. So you know, the, there's you know only uh, three places in the world where you can get green milk. Two of them are going to be the Galaxy's Edges at Disneyland, and the other one is in Perth, Western Australia. And ours is actually milk. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the Galaxy's Edge stuff isn't actually – it's um, vegan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got oh. no milk product in it. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. There you go. Well, so, it, 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 is, it is cool, but I, I just don't know why you just don't get, like, milk and just chuck some blue dye in it and go, there you go, blue milk. They're done. It's, that it's, would make life a little bit more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so Didn't they weird. bring out that green sauce a few years ago, like the tomato, oh, the tomato sauce? sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Was that Heinz? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, why did they do that? And how did they do that? Did they like? Did they just use green tomatoes, or was like was it a different flavor? Is the question? No. So they bleached it and then turned it back to green, which is doesn't sound healthy. No, it's like margarine. Apparently, when they produce margarine, it's like it's not that color. So they bleach it and dye it yellow. That's why I don't eat margarine. I'm really sure at the moment, I think because it's like black when they first make it. And well, then... I didn't want to make any outrageous claims, yeah. so I skipped over that part. But that's what I'd heard as yeah, well. Yeah, pretty sure it's black. But but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very 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 strange. I'm, I'm happy to be drinking milk. I'm having a nice uh, a nice banana milk at the moment. So there you oh, go. Yeah. very nice. nice. Yeah. Do you know who's not drinking any milk at the moment? That'll be Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> our little girl's all sick. She is. Sick. She's got no voice. So she could have sat here and been the silent producer. <laughs> it would have been fun. The silent. That sounds like a horror film. The silent producer. Yeah, I can be a silent producer of horror film any day. Um, so, yeah, there's just the three of us. So we've got Lewis, we've got Cecilia, and you've got me, Catherine. And um, we were trying to work out what to talk about because our plans have all been blown out. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to talk about some of the stuff that we had uh, prearranged without Rachel because uh, quite a few of those topics she was quite keen on. Mm, yeah. So I thought, well, what well, we thought, let's, yeah, let's just um, talk about someone else. And uh... so, a bit wintry, and she's all racked up with the flu and what have you, or the aftermath of the flu, I guess it is now. So we thought. We talk about things that we like to watch when we're feeling that way. A little bit cold, a little bit miserable, a little bit of comfort food movie. Yep, love it. Because we've all got them. We've all got them. They're usually guilty pleasures, I find, or films that we've watched. Well, not so much 342 times. Yeah, basically just films that we've watched all the time. Those go-tos where you are sick and you just want to watch something and you just want to feel better. Yeah, so... What do you watch, Lou? Because, I mean, you spent quite a bit of your childhood sick or, as I like to say, sick because you didn't want to go to school. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. It was just like I couldn't couldn't be asked going to go to school. It was just like, what are they going to teach me? Seriously. Um, yeah, I really should have gone. Um, but, yeah, so it got to the point uh, where they, they started uh, calling Mondays my RDOs because uh, I generally like try to take off a Monday or a Friday because that way you get like a long weekend. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and uh, <laughs> stay in school, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, it was only in primary school. It was kind of like uh, it, so. It was primary school. I just found, found it so boring, and so I just uh, any chance I could get to to not go, I would just like not go. And it wasn't like I was wagging school. It was like my, my parents were like, "Oh, he's sick. He should stay home." So it was it was good. Uh, I mean, I love your parents. Don't get me wrong. Were they stupid or did they just go along with it? Look, um, I saw Ferris. So I shouldn't say stupid. No. I should say naive. I saw Ferris Bueller's Day off at a very early age. <laughs> uh, I, I learned all, all the tricks of how to, to, to make yourself appear ill. Um, 
Yeah, it was just uh, yeah, just at home. But the the thing is, though, it's probably a lot better for kids now uh, if they're sick and staying at home because of the the, the, the plethora of. Uh, entertainment options that you've got. Mm. I mean, any well, most kids would have like uh, one or two gaming consoles. Uh, they'd have you know all the Netflix and the um, all the streaming services, and they they may have some you know DVDs and Blu-rays and all that kind of stuff. So it would be like just if you were sick today, you'd have just so many options. But when I was a kid, all we had was what was on TV at the time, which is oh, like yeah. daytime oh, TV, so like younger than the rest. <laughs> Oh, it, oh, it, was, it got a little bit better towards the end of when I was in school because he had passions as well. Oh, I remember yeah. that show. It was so painful as a kid, like particularly like if, if I was at my grandparents' place because I think they only had the one telly out the front and then they did have another telly at the back, but I think it was black and white. Mm. Um, and so it was – God, I'm aging myself. Uh, and so it seems so um, d- difficult back there. And my granddad did like his stories. So every time we were over there, it was like Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives, like Sands Through the Hourglass. It was <laughs> like oh, – it was either that or sport. And it was like two things I just couldn't stand. So uh, – but, yeah, the, the one thing I did have, and I think I mentioned it before as a kid, was I um, copied – uh, an American Wealth in London off the TV. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my go-to for being sick. So if I was sick, I would just watch that over and over again. Um, because, yeah, it was like either that or, or, or Demtel ads. Oh, no. <laughs> Demtel. I forgot about them as well. <laughs> that, that was that, uh, that thing where it was that guy and he was always, like, flogging knives and but wait, stuff like there's that. there's still more. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah, it just went on and on and on. <laughs> Plus, you so get bad. another one free, mm. 30% off. And if you buy now, <laughs> call the next 30 minutes. Yeah, look, we know we did, you didn't want one of them, but we're going to give you three of them, okay? <laughs> three of them. It's like, no, I didn't want one. I don't want fucking three. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that was when I was young. But, but to be honest with you, when I got to high school, um, I didn't really take off that many sick days in high school. I was, I was more, not that I was more studious or anything like that. I just guess I couldn't be asked faking it so I went to school um and and these days if I'm actually sick from work I'm usually like to, to keep me home although if you are sick don't go to work because mm. all you'll do is make everyone else at work sick as well like take a day off take two days off whatever it takes to get over the the, the sickness do that and your workmates will thank you for it like Definitely. they won't thank you if you go to work and you know do your work but like a coughing and spluttering that make them all sick it's not good fun Thank you, Dr. Lewis. <laughs> Thank you. No, it is good advice, mm. though, because, um, yeah, often people will, will try and soldier on and uh, it's not good. It's not <laughs> no. good. Well, we, we were all told to soldier on. We all saw the adverts and so that's what we did. And that's it's not the right way of doing it. Codrell, you've got yourself to blame. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It's funny because I work in a workplace where it's pretty much like just take a teaspoon of concrete and just toughen up. Mm. You'll be fine. But recently someone has um, had an illness where they shouldn't get sick for a while. And so <laughs> they're like, no, 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 you need to go home. I can hear you sniffling. Go home. Go oh, home. Wow. And it's just like it's such a culture change. It's great. Mm. But it's just like such a culture change because it used to be like, really? How sick are you? Like, <laughs> Yeah. You, you sneeze. You, you're like, what's wrong? It's weird. It is but weird. Yes, it in, and especially with the flu that's been going around, which has been really full on, 
I think it's a good thing to do. Mm, mm. Go home, watch Netflix. Exactly, exactly. What do you do? Do you do, you do the Netflix thing? Oh, hang on. No, because you're probably, when you're in school, you still have video and stuff. Yeah, we still had um, definitely just daytime TV. So I do remember <laughs> just watching things like, yeah, Days of Our Lives. Passions was a big one. I actually got hooked on that for a while and it was quite sad because it was always on, I think, at like 2 o'clock. So mm. when I went back to school, I would miss episodes. <laughs> And I'd have to come home and ask my mum what happened. But um, no, I think when I was younger, it was definitely, yeah, VHSs. So my mum would take me down to the video shop and I'd get a few uh, few DVDs or, well, yeah, VHS and then later DVDs. So, yeah, I think for me, like the Karate Kid was a big one. I used to watch Ooh. that a lot. Oh. Um, and as I've gotten older, obviously, it's changed a fair bit. But things like Ace Ventura were always, you know, things that I like to watch. Aristocats is a huge one. And that's still something I really? go to. Yeah. Oh. And I still watch that today when I'm sick, even though I'm not huge on my cartoons. So I think maybe it's a nostalgic thing. Like when you, you know. Comfort food. Yeah. yeah. It's like you, you reminisce being at home snuggled up, but you had your mum to kind of look after you and bring you mm. things. Whereas now as an adult, it's kind of like you're sick and you've just got to kind of just go get clean on up it. your own tissue. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no one to make you any soup or anything like that. So you've got to do it all yourself. So maybe it's a nostalgic thing, but yeah. But nowadays, yeah, when I'm sick, I, do you know what? I very rarely take days off though. So, yeah. But I like things that, yeah, just make me kind of, yeah, romantic things like romantic love, comedies actually. are really good. That's cool always a good one sick. to watch, I think. Yeah, um, I'm a huge. I love Serendipity. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah, that yeah. film. Such a cute film. So I love to watch that. That's a good one. And anything like Scream or I know what you did last summer. The slasher flicks are always good too. Um, I but feel they're like always. I need to watch Scream. <laughs> but I mean, you know, those are good for any occasion really so do you do you mix it up with like you know, love actually and then a slasher flick or yeah i like to i like to have that combination of uh feelings when i'm sick so yeah i go from one extreme to another aristocats to uh to yeah murderous rampage and then just a little bit of romance on the end just yeah to- just to just to take the edge off so why not but um yeah anything old and nostalgic i'll watch which is really interesting i think that's a good good thing to like look at because i think that's how i go as well if the, if i'm feeling a little bit sort of like you just want to sort of snuggle up on the couch but you don't really want to you don't want to start something new because i can't remember the last time i took a sick day <laughs> it's really that bad. was that was a couple of sundays ago that wasn't a sick day that's that, a weekend that should count as a sick day that's not a sick day i don't get <laughs> i wasn't on paid time that was on day off and so um, watching things like um, Black Books and that kind of thing. I love those old shows, yeah. even though they're not that old. I don't know. When did they come out? It must um, have been like the early, early 2000s. 2000s yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Like I very rarely start anything new when I'm sick. It's always you crave the things that you you love but you haven't watched in a while yeah it's kind of bizarre isn't it well we used to go through and i think it was pretty much every winter we used to go through a thing where we would restart watching buffy and then go oh yeah we'll start weaving angel in once Mm. the they separate into two different stories and we used to do that almost every winter and i think that might have been like a comfort kind of thing 
It, it was, but it was also a um, streaming services weren't really around at that oh, time. Yeah. So the you know you're basically reliant on like going to video rental stores or uh, whatever you have in your mm. own collection, and that was one of the the big TV series that we had. So it was just easy to go back and just keep on rewatching it. Um, but yeah, you know, these days with all of the the streaming services, like if you've got a, a sick day, like we we had the, the other day where you, you weren't feeling that great on a Sunday, yeah. and so, self inflicted, self inflicted. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you if you listen to the the, uh, the last episode of Wozcast, you'll have an understanding of why that was. <laughs> What? No, the episode was fine. It was the whiskey that we drank afterwards that probably didn't help. Oh, things. that was the bad whiskey afterwards, was it? It was the, the wrong. No, no, no. It wasn't the bad whiskey. It was just like there was too much whiskey. <laughs> it was great whiskey. It was just too much of it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, but with the uh, the day after, cat uh, wasn't in the, the best condition to do much at all, uh, and so we spent the the day on the on the couch watching watching telly. And uh, but that was when we we found such you know great gems like uh, you know I found that. SBS has got so much good stuff on there. Uh, like their comedy, the comedy stuff that they've got is just phenomenal. Like um, the uh, Adam Ruins Everything uh, is, is brilliant. Like everyone should watch that and like, you know, learn a bit of stuff. And also, you know, it's funny as well. Um, they've got this this uh, program from uh, France, uh, which is called Naked. Uh, and it's about this guy who's in a it's coma. Not, it's called Nude. No, it's Naked. It's called Nude. Pretty sure it's Naked. It's called Nude. I, I thought it was called nude, but then I looked at looked at it and it said naked. So really? yeah, so I think it might be called naked. It's either, it's either naked or nude. But at the end of the day, <laughs> yes, there's there's Sorry. there's hoo has there, there's wing wangs, and there's boobies all over the place. Because uh, the guy the guy wakes up from a coma after eight years, and in the eight preceding years. Uh, France has declared this law called the transparency law where everyone has got to be you know naked and it also goes to like everything about you like all your medical history is all is everyone knows all your medical history all your education every everything about you basically is is known because they believe if everything is transparent then there can be no uh, terrorists or anything like that Where do you put your like your things though? Like your your keys and your wallet. Like where do they, they go? They have clear like bomb bags and stuff like that. And if it's raining, they have clear raincoats. Oh, so everything's. Oh, that's right. I think you did mention yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. The thing I find interesting is though, you'd think that there would still be fashion, but all of the fashion would just be see-through stuff. Like you could just <laughs> like flared see-through jeans yeah. or something. Just like you'd have like, you'd wear clothes, but the clothes you would see through the clothes. That would, that would be like the way Plastic I would have thought. blazer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so weird. But I guess the wearing the plastic thing, because apparently one of the reasons they said it wasn't an issue in, in France, because when they were going like, everyone's nude in France, how could you be nude in France? Because it's cold. It's, it's freaking cold. So, but then they were going, oh no, thanks to global warming, uh. it's, it's warm all year round now so we can go go around without uh, clothes on all the time um so yeah it was that's one of the ones we, we found was gem the other one um is wellington paranormal which is the uh which is an amazing show so funny <laughs> it's just hilarious so the two characters the two main policemen or police people i don't know um in it um they come from what we do in the shadows yes yeah and they were the police people that rocked up and they were like hypnotized yeah (laughs) such a good scene yeah 
<laughs> so many more of those scenes in this like you need to watch it is so it's funny it's actually on my list next because um lewis mentioned sbs and oh, i was like yeah. you know what i'm gonna check sbs out because it sounds really really good so i've been watching travel man uh, yeah. um, but that is definitely um on my on my list next i'm actually really liking sbs do you know what the only reason that i actually discovered SBS online is because I was watching Vikings, which is something that Lewis just. I don't know why you didn't get into it. It's so good. I, I don't know. Just uh, like I enjoyed bits of it, but then it just kept on repeating itself, um. and that's when I, I get annoyed with shows when it's like, no, no, we need to move move the story forward, and I don't feel like they are. So that's why I just lost interest. Well, they did move the story forward, <laughs> and it's quite good. But um, they show that on SBS online, so I thought, oh yeah, I'll get that through the TV because it's one of the apps available on our TV. Got that. And then we started watching Travel Man was probably the next one that I found. Mm. Only because like on the home screen, there was something about like John Hamm and uh, Richard Awadi going yeah. to Hong Kong. I'm like, oh my goodness, we need to watch this. It was like, I think it was a Christmas special one. Oh, I'm loving it. I've, I'm oh, flying so through. Good. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I'm actually flying through it. And they're um, short episodes, aren't short they? Short episodes and short seasons as well. Yeah. But no, um, Richard Awadi so is hilarious. Yeah. Um just ridiculously Sorry. dry humor and definitely not the way that you want to see a country oh either. man i would love to go traveling with him <laughs> i reckon like travel buddy like i, I, I think I, he's my favorite person in the entire world like i, I just <laughs> love thanks I, I just love that every time we like they check in somewhere the other person's kind of like okay now i'm just gonna like relax in the hotel for a bit because what are you doing we've got to get out of here we've <laughs> we've got got to eight hours. <laughs> it's just a very pressured way of traveling it's pretty it? much my way of traveling <laughs> So what do you mean you want to relax? No, there will be no sleeping. <laughs> He's very sarcastic about things. There was an episode the other day that I was watching. The Miami one is very funny. I can't remember who he takes with him on that one, though. Um, but he mentioned something about barely making it through life. It was it was so funny. <laughs> Could not stop laughing, which I, I guess brings us to the IT crowd, which is oh yeah definitely a, a crowd definitely favorite. on the list yeah yeah because you can watch them over and over and over and over and over again oh, and it never gets old so funny and in any order yeah yeah you just pick up an episode here and there it's just like oh look it's the one where they pretend to be in like um what was it in um the um oh where the smokers get told that they have to move further and further oh, away yeah. from yeah so they all of a sudden yeah so like they're, they're trying to make and then all of a sudden they develop these accents when they go smoking this <laughs> is so good it's so cute oh. but i just like you can just pick any of them up yeah definitely that and black books are definitely black a big favorite definitely one of those ones yeah what's the other one that oh rich fulcher and matt berry um did a a TV show called Snuffbox. Oh. If you ever see that, it's hilarious. Is that old or new? Fairly old. I'm okay. trying to think when it was. I think it was probably 2004, maybe 2005. It might have been a little bit later than that. But very, very just wacky humour. Like yeah. right up your alley. It's just so weird. And it's like it's almost like a sketch show. Yeah. But it's just got some of the most ridiculous scenes in it. And then, like, at the end of every episode, they go into this gallows room. It's just like, that's why it's called Snuffbox. Oh. It's just like, it's so really weird. And um, what's the other Matt Berry one? Oh, um, Toast. <laughs> Toast of London. That's fairly new, though, isn't it, that one? 
Uh, yeah, probably within the last four or five years. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think when it was. But that is quite funny. Mm. Toast, <laughs> can you hear me? It's me, <laughs> Clem Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> British humor is the best. The it, best, it is, it and is. they like you can watch it over and over again. But there's only like six episodes in a season. Generally, they do it right. It's I feel weird. like they do it right. They know where to draw the line, not in terms of you know comedy, but they when when to end a series. Mm. So yeah. it's never too much, but always good. It's not everyone's cup of tea, though. Um, British humor, I find. So the weird thing is that when you go back um, and look at some some stuff. Uh, like I was like watching some Monty Python the other day, and there was a um, there was a, a, a one of, one of the sketches was the Graham Chapman uh, was uh, playing this I can't remember what, what kind I think oh it was like a pilot like Biggles or something like that, and the 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 thing was that uh, he he was very intolerant of of gay people, and if people would come in and would be slightly gay he'd he'd shoot them. Uh, and what? yeah, wow. and it was it was really like the, the only saving grace is that he is actually a gay person. Oh. But it was it was like it was so it was over the top. Like it wasn't like it was it was weird. Like it was like in today's like you'd never be able to you'd never do that sketch today. Yeah, because it's just not right. But in the in the seventies they 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 got away with that kind of stuff. Um, so it's like sometimes comedy doesn't age but very was well. It, what purpose was that supposed to serve? It, I, it was. It, it's a very. It's just hard to say. Like what they were, what they were aiming for with it. It was just. It was like um, maybe it was the intolerance of people at the time uh, that they were trying to expose. Like uh, he because it was he was doing certain stuff and then he was doing other things that that, that weren't right with that kind of attitude and it was all very strange but sounds weird yeah yeah but the, another one is like talking about the it crowd uh is that um unfortunately uh, graham uh linehan who's the guy who created it crowd and black books and stuff like that is also a bit of a transphobic bigot and uh and puts out some like, does he really yeah, oh. yeah. and oh. It wasn't until I, there was a particular episode of the IT crowd where Matt Berry's character is on a date with a, a woman and the woman says that she used to be a man and he didn't – and he goes, I don't care. And then they start a relationship and uh, he the, – the, the, the joke is supposed to be that he didn't realise she said, I used to be a man. She, he thought that she said, I came from Iran. That's right. And, yeah. yeah. And it gets really violent. And I was yes. like, wow. And it's like when I first saw it, I went, oh, this is quite funny. But then in the modern context, you're going, wow, okay. So, yeah, he is not a person who likes trans people to that that kind of point. Like, it, Yeah, because it's quite a very violent scene, oh, isn't it, it? it is. And it goes for a while. It's uncomfortably so. <laughs> yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing is, and, and like I, I try to, like I still want to enjoy the IT crowd because mm-hmm. I still like all the actors in it and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, he was the guy that was putting words in their mouth. Yeah. And so it does it takes make a it, shine off it. It does, yeah, yeah. It's like finding out that an actor has done something particularly bad like i loved absolutely loved house of cards yeah i can't rewatch it now i just can't it's just so bad just and that last season i mean that kind of ruined it for me as well when they finally you know decide okay we're gonna wrap it up without kevin spacey and then 
they did what they did and mm. it was just I don't know have you watched it never got it was always on my list of things to watch but I never actually watched it but there was so much that was so good about it but then you find out all the stuff that you know that actor had done mm. and you think uh I don't really want to see his face yeah it's yeah it's not yeah I mean it kind of put a dampener on Deadpool as well for me uh, with uh, TJ Miller mm-hmm. mm. yeah so every time I see him on screen I'm just like oh, go away I don't want to see your face but that's the thing. I, I think that uh, people in the limelight, like actors and you know musicians and anyone like that, you've got to realise that you know everything you do is going to be put under a microscope. And if you do do things that are are wrong, and in cases like this, criminally wrong, mm-hmm. then people are, you know, it'll affect the whole thing you're doing. Like mm-hmm. even if you're a small part of something, people will find it hard to go back and and watch that material again. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's very unfortunate when 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 things like that happen. Speaking of things that are really wrong, I love that whole thing of um, people getting all angry about how um, Khaleesi's character in Game of Thrones ends up because they'd all been calling their kids like <laughs> Khaleesi and what what's the uh, real name? Daenerys. Um, da- Daenerys, Daenerys yeah. yeah. It's just like I think it's hilarious. It's like no, you want to see like the full arc of a character before you start naming your kids after wow i don't actually know what's happened okay but, I'm not but gonna, interesting yeah. maybe maybe we'll talk about it off, off. Yeah, yeah yeah okay <laughs> but just like but well i don't i think it's pretty common knowledge that um she exits the the season in a way that is dissatisfactory to a lot of fans mm. right and i just think it's hilarious that a lot of it's like getting a tattoo or something yeah like if you're going to commit something like I don't know, like a character or something like that, especially like it must be weird for people who have committed to like comic book characters because like I identify with this character because of X, Y, Z and then they kind of change, like their character changes over time. That must be an interesting one as well. That could make an interesting episode, checking out people's tattoos that they've got off the late and that, and then what a bad decision it would have been. That's really weird. It's actually funny you should mention that because I was just going, I was thinking, oh, do, do we all have tattoos? And I think, because you've got tattoos, Kat's got tattoos, so do I. And I was thinking, Rachel, yeah, Rachel's got tattoos as well. Yeah. It's like, it's. A, I wonder how many people like in mm. the world today have a tattoo of some kind. Oh, yeah. It's so common nowadays. Mm. Like, I hardly see anyone that doesn't have one. Which yeah, I don't know insane. anyone, I don't think, that doesn't have one of my age group mm. yeah. or a little bit younger because, like, my parents obviously don't. Yeah, yeah. No, your I, parents wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe your dad's got, a, like, an old sea tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if he did. But, no, it's, in, it's interesting to think that, like, uh, generationally, like, you know, Gen Xs and, you know, uh, Gen Y and um, uh, millennials, yeah, it's kind of like our way of expressing ourselves is by you know liking something and then actually permanently putting it onto our our, our skin. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then it's interesting because your your tastes change. So ten years down the track, you know, are are you going to feel the same way? Who knows? It's yeah, if I got a tattoo, say, as like a um, a thirteen or fourteen year old, it, you know, if it had been. A food-based tattoo, it would have been like all sweet stuff, like yeah. you know Mars bars and all that kind of thing. <laughs> and you're like, these days, I'm more likely to get a tattoo of a jar of olives because you know, <laughs> love me a some salty goodness. It's like, no, but like you know what I mean? Like your tastes change like absolutely. so dramatically yeah. across your whole life. Absolutely, it's that's amazing. like yeah. When I was younger, like I was really into like heavy metal music, oh. and I'm like, and I still love that kind of music. But like for me to like get a tattoo or something, and then like now it's like I wouldn't make. Like, 
Akadaka. (laughs) 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 I'm not Akadaka, but you know. Um, But, you know, it's taste change. Yeah, exactly. I really like that brand of wine. I think I'm going to get a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Rickadonna Asti or something like that. And then later on in your life when you're sipping on your... (laughs) Lovely glass of Verve Clicot. <laughs> Let's get like a goon bag or like passion pop. Passion pop. pop. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Oh, fun time. That, that is terrible. I, know. Time. I, I almost missed, missed out on passion pop, but then I went out with an 18-year-old. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to experience it. So that was good. It was all good. over again. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's an experience we should all have. <laughs> I drank passion pop once up at the roundhouse, out of the, straight out of the bottle. We were just passing the <laughs> bottle around. Isn't that the way you should drink it though, out of a bottle? At, at the up like, at the roundhouse. Drink, <laughs> who drinks it out of a glass? You drink passion pop out of the know. bottle. I don't know. I've only ever drunk it once in my life though. And that was it at the roundhouse, passing yep. it around. Yeah, fair enough. It's good because it's in a circle in the roundhouse, so it's it makes it easier. <laughs> no, it wasn't in the roundhouse. It was up there. You know how they've got that lawn area up there? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was young. <laughs> Weren't we all young? Well, once upon a time, I think everyone was, even Lewis. But even, you know, with Passion Pop, I think that's one that you experience when you're young. Yeah, definitely. Same as cruises. Oh, vodka cruises. Vodka cruises. See, I was really lucky because around the time, uh, probably when I was about 16, was when all those ready-to-drink kind of things started coming out. So um, you had all those. You had, like, they were starting to bring out some of the brewed ones. Like, there was this um, lemon one. um, It was like a hard lemonade but it was like a more like a lemon squash called kgb Ooh. i used to live off those. Nah, nah, you you were there for the explosion of uh of the, yeah, yeah the i wasn't there drink. for like i wasn't there for like the emergence of i was the... i was there i was there at sub-zero times oh that was the, that was the, that was the first one so sub-zero so but it was it was weird it was like these these came these they came about and it was like uh, they were just going like you know People like to get drunk, but the problem is they don't like the taste of alcohol. <laughs> How are we going to get past this? I know. Let's take like really sweet things and chuck a shitload of alcohol in there. <laughs> And that's how we got the clubbing era. <laughs> oh, I thought ecstasy was mainly to blame for that. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that, that was... Must have, that must have really pissed off nightclubs and stuff like that. Though. What do you mean? Well, because ecstasy, uh, like people take that and so they get mind altered by the ecstasy, but then they've got to stay hydrated. So they just drink a shitload of water. And then water prices went up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, but it's it, it's funny now. I don't think nightclubs are as popular now as they were like when when I was in. Oh, it, it, look at you! You're so sweet. What people still go out at night, Lewis? No, no, I think <laughs> they do. But you look at the like you look at the places they go out to. It's more like bars and stuff no, like no, that. No, that, that's your experience. Yeah, yeah. So what nightclubs are they now? There's still nightclubs. There's still quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And like hippie bars reopening as, what's that reopening as? Um, do, 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 do. Uh, they just announced that the oh, other day. Um, is it not the no? Is that the one near the Brass Monkey? No, no, no. Um, in Leaderville. Oh, Leaderville. I only know niche bar in Leaderville. <laughs> anyway, so like you know, it's alive and kicking. It is just because you just go to pubs. No, no, I, I just, I would have thought I would notice nightclubs around the place, but it seems all the places that used to be nightclubs are no longer nightclubs and other things. 
Like, um, uh, well, I don't know what I'm thinking about. No, I, I just haven't seen any, like, around the place. So I, <laughs> Maybe just put your blinkers on. I assume, like, they, I assume they went on. Oh, I used to hate them. Oh, I hate them. I, I couldn't stand having going to nightclubs. I had a, I had a girlfriend who was obsessed with going to nightclubs, and I was just like, oh, God, I don't want to go there. It's horrible. It's loud. It's, floors are sticky. It was just, yeah, it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> I'm quite selective. I like ones with good music that you can, you know, nothing too, like, Doof, 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 like, you know, because that's what it is literally all the time. Yeah. So I have to be very selective. I'm like, I want to find like some 90s music. And, you know, that's all. But, um, yeah. It's not too much of an ass. No. no that, that's a blue light disco, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> they should bring disco back. I think that yeah. would be uh, I saw I was driving past a primary school the other day and I was like, Disco this Friday I went, Lucky bastards. Oh, <laughs> I remember those, the discos that you used to have at schools. Yeah. This has turned into a real nostalgic yeah, it episode. Really has. I mean you start talking about old T V shows and this is what happens. Days of our lives <laughs> to blue light discos. discos. <laughs> oh dear. But discos, yeah, they were fun. Yeah gave the kids something to do because there was nothing to do back in the days out in the birds. <laughs> That's right. Did you guys used to go to the ones they set themes for the discos and you had to go? Like it was like, I don't know, an S one. So oh. you'd, go, you'd go as a Spice Girl or something. Oh, yeah. very fancy. No, ours didn't get that fancy oh. um, where I was from, no. <laughs> ours were just like, you know, you'd have it every, I think every second month or something they'd have the blue light disco and you go there and you get a little bit of pocket money so you could go yeah. buy some snakes get hopped up on sugar and then and dance around. there was around. like a divide between the girls and the, the boys oh, usually. I don't know. See, I didn't really experience that because I went to the same school as my cousins who were boys. So I was either hanging out with my friends or hanging out with them and their friends. So I just – I like, this is why I think gender is so – like, and the big gender divide is so weird for me. Like, you know how there's that tradition – like you have a barbecue and the men stand around the barbecue and cook the barbecue mm. and the women stand in the kitchen and chop up the salad. It's just like, I don't know, I should do a, a lady voice for that. <laughs> anyway. The- <laughs> Come on, do a lady voice. Come on. <laughs> the ladies stand in the kitchen and, and chop up the salad. <laughs> That's more of like a Kevin Smith gen <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I just, I just, I was never really exposed to that because I think, you know, I didn't grow up in this thing of like everything being so separated and so it's always kind of weirded me out I'm just like so when people do that I'm like going oh, I don't know where to go <laughs> <Why> <laughs> where's my place where's my place <laughs> where do you where, 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 just all hang out together can't we all make the salad mm, <laughs> it'd, true it'd be quicker <laughs> sorry yeah, but I think I think they've always like try to divide things down down gender lines. Like even if you go back to you know the the, the old like caveman days, it's like the men were the hunters and the the women would be like you know stay at home and prepare the food or go out and like get like the the leafy vegetables and crap like that. It's it's kind of like, <laughs> crap like that. yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. But I was actually I saw um this uh, this comic strip today, which was um how we're kind of ingraining like uh, gender roles uh, but even worse we're ingraining um sexism towards women uh from a very early age in in boys uh and it's through you know things like uh if 
boys are wanting to play with a toy and they decide to pick up a, a Barbie or something like that. If they're in the toy shop and they, they want to buy a Wonder Woman action figure or mm. a Captain Marvel action figure mm. and their parents go, no, 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 those are for girls. You can only get like the boy figures. Whereas if a, a, a girl wants to play with a, a, a boy figure, like a, a Superman, Batman, uh, you know, any of those figures or a female figure, that's cool. And they actually they like they try to like get them to get their female toys because that's empowering for women and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But boys should be able to have like you know role models that are female role models from a very young age to realize that women are an equal footing to men and are not somehow lesser than men but if you go no no no, you can't play with you know uh female toys uh then the the boys will grow up with that impression that somehow women are lesser so that's one of the things that you gotta you gotta try to avoid with kids is to make sure that kids grow up knowing that you know women and men are on an equal footing from the whole from the whole time and have uh, female role models that uh, they can look up to. But that's why they should just make toys. They shouldn't make like boys toys yeah. and girls toys. I can understand with clothes that you're going to have different clothes in terms of the fit of the clothes mm. because like, like you know, girls have hips and stuff and, you know, let's face it, <laughs> you need a little bit of space for that. And so like I can understand having different departments in terms of like that, but like, Shouldn't the toy department just be the toy department? Yeah. yeah. Like not have it all grouped together as just like, so it should just be all the superhero stuff all together. And who cares whether it's superhero Barbie or superhero, I don't know. Mm. But you got to you'll make sure that people aren't actively discouraging the boys from yeah, playing yeah, with the... Yeah, but that's not a new thing either. Mm. No, no, no. no. But it's, it's interesting. I just hadn't, uh, until I like read that, oh, really? I just, it just hadn't occurred to me that it was so systemic that that's you know what's been going on so hmm. um and i know that some people are like trying to take it to the the point where they go that you know raise their kid genderless and those kind of things mm. but uh yeah I, I just think like a good starting place is to you know if, if a boy picks up a, a doll and wants to play with it go to town you know play with the the, the female doll it's uh, you know it's up to you but why well, have such stereotypical things for kids to play with as well like why do boys need guns to play with uh, I, I don't know. It's probably less these days. I would have thought. You like, reckon? Yeah, I wouldn't think as, as as prolific as it used to be. Yeah, I know. But like, why? Is this like what? Because we're going to send them off to yeah. war eventually? It's interesting. I think. From I wonder if it's what you see when you watch TV. Because mm. like, for example, when my brother and I were younger, we watched the Terminator, and then after oh, that, yeah. my brother instantly wanted to dress like the Terminator, and he wanted a big gun. <laughs> Like the Terminator. I also did, but that was fine. Like my parents didn't really care. But I think maybe it's like you see something on TV and then you go, I want to be like that. So then you go and get the toy gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting. There's so many different angles you could look at as to how we get to where we are. So, but I think we've got to be so careful with how we word things and what we say to kids nowadays. But... I don't know, but guns and things like you think they would have weaned those out by now because well, maybe they of have. The, I mean, the I can't remember last time associated. I yeah, but, but then you still got violent video games. So I don't know where do you draw the line. <sighs> well, yeah, I know because that that Fortnite thing has still got me completely <laughs> thrown. I'm like, really? You let your play your kid play that? Yeah. Like we're talking to a friend of ours. Her kids bought like 10, 11. Mm. I'm just like, so what was this Fortnite thing? do and he was explaining it i was just like you let your kid play that game really i don't understand I mean, our 
extreme game that we got to play was you know super mario brothers i think back in those days but duck hunt went duck shooting that was very violent (laughs) it wasn't a duck no it got really violent when we missed the ducks they sort of did that little wiggle across the bottom of the screen going (laughs) oh i do remember that game Mm, but then you've got like grand theft auto like i started playing Mm. that when i was young and i was like that's that's that explains so much (laughs) it's a terrible game it's very violent but how do you censor what kids are watching on tv and what they're playing you can't can't. there's there's no choice if you're going to give your kid an ipad as well um who knows what they're watching yeah and there's so many ways around you can put in a password but kids are very smart (laughs) kids are smart and yeah they're going to work that out pretty quickly and peppa pig i mean come on why why are people allowing their kids to watch peppa no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) oh man Oh, there was a good, like, because we used to have some old Fraggle Rock and some um, Wombles. They were always good ones to watch if you're feeling like just like a lazy mm. Sunday morning kind yeah. of thing. I, I, I found when, when I was a, um, it wasn't a, a staying home from thing, from school thing. It was a, I think it must have been when I was, I was old enough to drive um, because I would drive, the, the nearest McDonald's to my house was in Burragoon. Yep. And so... Wow, that is some time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to drive to Burragoon uh, to get uh, to get McDonald's and I would go there and I would uh, get a... Um, they used to do these things called a big breakfast. So it was like scrambled eggs, a, a flat sausage thing, a hash brown, um, and I think... Was pancakes? That and then, no, the pancakes were extra. You bought the pancakes as well. Oh. So you'd end up with these two styrofoam containers, one with the big breakfast in it yep. and the other one with the, the pancakes and then I'd drive back home and uh, then I would watch uh, it's like a 15 minute drive yeah yeah I know, I know. <laughs> and then I'd drive back home and I would watch uh, Batman the animated series uh, oh cool and I think I would have been watching it live as well so because back in the day kids uh, you know when you didn't <laughs> when you didn't have access to like cartoons whatever you wanted there was no like you know here's the, the, the kids channel there was none of that. Yeah. It was kind of like we had, you know, 7, 9, 10, uh, ABC and SBS. Those were our, our channels. And so on a Saturday morning, they would have cartoons for kids. And so, or 16-year-olds, uh, sorry, or 17, 18-year-olds um, who were obsessed with Batman. And so I would so drive... kids. Yeah, kids, yeah. <laughs> so I'd drive there, get my McDonald's, and I'd come back and I'd watch, you know, Batman the Animated Series uh, and have my McDonald's. So occasionally now, if uh, like I'm... If, Cat's not here or something like that. Uh, I'll go to the uh, McDonald's, which is now conveniently located, located just around the corner. So uh, I can't get that same. I do get their pancakes every now and again. Pretty uh, good pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Who are you people? <laughs> do you not like them? No, I find them really. Um, there's the. There's something in it. It tastes grainy to me. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Really good. Yeah. yeah. So I get the pancakes, and I usually get like a, a muffin or something like that, and I come back. And now I've actually got it on uh, in, on DVD. So I just like whip in some uh, Batman the Animated Series and uh, and watch Mark Hamill's Joker go wild. See, it's nostalgia, yeah. isn't it? It's cartoons. I'm not a huge cartoon person, but I yeah, when I'm sick, I always want to watch cartoons. Mm. And yeah. did you guys ever watch Courage the Cowardly Dog Show? It's no. a very bizarre show, very bizarre. I think it came out in the early 2000s, maybe even before that. And, yeah, it's about this... It's animated. It's animated. Mm. And it's actually by someone who did... I think it's by the same guy who did SpongeBob SquarePants, possibly, but I could be wrong. Oh, uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, um, uh, I have seen it, but I don't... I, I couldn't recall an episode. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it really like bizarre. It's, it's about this, like 
cowardly dog in the middle of this random American town who lives with these two old people that adopted him and just the creepy stuff happens I think yeah it's not it's not for young young children because it's quite scary um but yeah just things like that um oh adult swim swim so like things like um robot chicken and mm. stuff like oh, that they're yes. great to watch when you're feeling a little bit sort of yeah. harvey, harvey birdman attorney at law and oh the- yeah yeah wow adult swim was like a big changer because it was like it actually made some of i know that batman's been around for a while doing that animated thing but it made like variety a, a variety of things that were designed for adults to mm. watch but they were animated or not necessarily animated like well uh, i guess stop motion is animation isn't it yeah it's always yeah. animation yep. so yeah it was just interesting that <laughs> adult swim really opened it up but I, the thing i love about robot chicken is like taking characters that you you love so much and then just like putting them in situations they should not be in yeah. like and sometimes so oh, some really d- disgusting stuff in there but uh, it, um it's seth green and uh um what's the other guy's name uh i can't come oh. Terrible. Um, but they, the, the two guys who created it uh, just do such great work. And like when when you watch it, you just occasionally you'll pick up uh, somebody's voice. You go, "Oh my god, it's that actor! That it's that actor!" It's, it's really good. And then you got the Star Wars episodes uh, where they're doing the uh, the, the uh, Star Wars stuff. Matthew Senreich. Sen- Senreich. Yeah. 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 But they're, they're great. And, and for people like me who uh, back in the day I used to read Wizard Magazine mm. and Matt Senreich uh, was one of the – he was editor on Toy Fair, which was, direct, which was from the same company. And they'd have um, like cartoons where they'd have action figures set up and put word balloons, you know, uh, so yep. they'd become comics but with action figures. Um. And so that's where the concept for Robot Chicken came from was that, but just putting it into an actual television format. Well, I didn't realise until I was listening to – there was an episode – of I think Smodcast mm-hmm. that Kevin Smith did with um, Seth Green and it was so cool like listening to his story because he used to make like little action figures for the cast when they were doing like you know wrapping up a season for Buffy oh wow yeah like with like little accessories and stuff like that I, how cool he's just such a cool dude <laughs> that is like, pretty cool is he in something upcoming with um, what's his name from Home Alone Oh, yeah, he's, um, he's, he actually directed that movie. I was yeah. going to say, that he, mm. yeah, okay, so he was involved in that. Um, I don't know the Macaulay Kirkin. Culkin. Culkin, I always say that. Kirkin. Um, Kirkin. <laughs> Macaulay Kirkin. Um, Changeland? Yes, yeah. So that's an upcoming movie, I think, which is so Seth, Ro- mm. um, Seth Rogen, Seth Green. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He is cool. A man yeah. of many talents, I think. So. so weird. He was like, I found out for that podcast, he's been acting since he was seven. Wow. It's like it's such a oh, it's a, just amazing thing that you could start a career at such a young age. Yeah, and still be quite grounded as a person mm. because I think that kind of industry can change you a lot. Um there's lots of examples. So yeah, he's he's been quite grounded I think and done some good stuff, so yeah. yeah well, especially when he sort of came up around that time where people weren't very grounded. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like it was kind of like, you know, how you expect um football players to act in a certain way because that's how they act now whereas like when i was a kid football players like we had um guy mckenna had a sports shop down at phoenix shopping center and oh who was the guy who used to be the captain of the eagles john Warsfold. he was a chemist at garden city 
Yeah. Like, you know, they used to have proper jobs and stuff like that to do during the week. And then they just go play football on the weekend. But this generation is different because they they just seem to go out and party all week. Yeah, because they... they, Well, it seems like that way. Maybe it's just on the off-season. I probably shouldn't go casting aspersions. Yeah, it's probably the the off-season kind of thing. But uh, no, it's interesting that the... That that's how football has changed. That they've they've done that. But you're quite right. The I think that it gets back to that point of uh, actors and anyone in the public eye have got to be conscious of that fact, mm. and they can't do or say certain things because careers can get derailed these days very easily. Absolutely. Look at Kevin Hart. You know, um, comments that he made, and then yeah, I mean, he, what, what did he do? Didn't he say something on Twitter that was like. 10 years old and mm-hmm. they, they've dug it up just before he was supposed to host the oscars so someone kind of went after him i think oh wow prior to that okay. and i uh, found something he'd written 10 years ago and brought it back up and yeah and then he got i got banned from hosting or, or no i think he pulled out he pulled out i, I think, think yeah, he pulled yeah. out mm. and um i was listening to a podcast with him on the other day and he said it was the right thing to do to pull out but he says that he has been on so many different kind of um mediums so like radio podcasts and has apologized so many Mm. times for something that he said and he said that you know 10 years ago everyone was saying similar things and that's kind of true in a way things i've said 10 years ago i would never say today Mm. but Mm. yeah but but again you've got to be careful when you're in the public eye so you've just well and everything's recorded these days in a way that like i'd hate to be a kid growing up now yeah and even like when when people make comments uh on like facebook or something like that even if they make that comment and then they go oh actually that's not very good and they take, take it, it down it people can screen screen dump it and mm-hmm. then it'll still they'll still put it out there so you know Crazy. We, we're certainly living in a society now where we've got to be mindful of what we do and what we say and what we put out into the world because it can like you know uh, james gunn's another example of what yeah. came back to bite him in the ass with um guardians of the galaxy and it all worked out well for him and, and i think that's the like when people look at you know if you get called out on some shit you've done in the past uh and there's repercussions like you know he, him getting sacked off guardians 3 mm. he owned it like mm. he he said i apologize again i've apologized for this before um he got it got himself off twitter and just like he didn't like try to fight it or anything like that he just owned the situation mm. uh, then he got hired by dc to do the suicide squad film and then after time had passed marvel was just like okay like you know, you've you've paid your penance. We're happy to have you back. And now he's it's so weird that they felt like they need to punish him. Mm, mm. Like I think that was a weird thing. Like if it was if he if they'd come to the decision that, or maybe that it wasn't clear what it was all about until yeah. But yeah. even then, like why jump to the? It, it, it might have been because that uh, was in the same time frame as the Roseanne thing happened. Right. Ah uh, yes. And so. Uh, Disney couldn't be seen going, okay, uh, you know, we're going to sack Roseanne, but James Gunn, you're okay. Right. So they just must have just gone, okay, you're gone as well. And then it was, they had time to think about it and that's where it all came back. And it really wasn't until like the public and like you had some prominent directors going, Mm. oh, who should direct um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Oh, I know just the guy for the job. (laughs) (laughs) You already had him. (laughs) But yeah, okay. That's a good point. Mm. Timing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
But no, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of uh, interesting in, in this whole show that we've come back to that whole be mindful of what you put out in the world because it can come back to you kind of thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm not a meme anywhere. Like, that's my biggest fear. Like, has someone taken a photo of me somewhere and made me a meme? And am I, like, circulating the web and I don't even know it? I like to think that it's just, like, uber therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, you with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and mobile phone. Even therapy, I love it, love it. Yeah. But you know, you got to be careful nowadays. Like the Bell Tower Times, I don't know if you guys read those, but um, no, I've like some of them I've seen, but it's yeah. basically people just sending photos um, to this platform and then they put it on facebook oh, so they actually put like photos of people um usually it's not people it's more like people who park like really badly <laughs> and just like trucks that have gone under bridges that they shouldn't oh, have yeah. but you know who knows that I just... underpass is getting a bit infamous for that like, yeah why not just make the bridge higher <laughs> just make the bridge higher or make the road lower yeah do something it's ridiculous but it happens all the time but yeah no yeah. the amount of times you see memes of people and it's like oh man you gotta be careful don't want to be a meme no, that's true. I never thought of that. <laughs> and then people make more memes out of that meme and it's like it never ends. Is so, this a Facebook page? Yes. That is, okay, right. Yeah, so it's, it's sarcasm. So um, advice from um, from Cecilia this week, don't be a meme, kids. <laughs> Just be careful. You don't want to become a meme. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get from comfort food movies to... <laughs> to me, don't become a meme. I don't know. I think it, we went on this nostalgic kind of... Because I think that when you get sick, you, you crave nostalgia. I don't know yeah. for some no, reason. No, I think you really knocked what, it on the so head there. Yeah. And then we've just kind of gone on to this tangent. But um, That's how we roll. But also I think the, the comparison to technology comes into play because when we were young and sick and at home, it wasn't as easy just to jump on Netflix and, mm. and, and watch something. Yeah, Whereas so now kids can just jump on and watch anything they want. They don't even have to leave their bed. Like They can exactly. just pick up their phone or their iPad or whatever they, they have. They can text into school, I'm not coming in from I wonder pretend, if they do. Yeah, pretending to be like mum or they could... <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. Just <laughs> email, send a, an email. Uh, Sunny Jim is not coming into school today. <laughs> Sunny Jim. Could you imagine that if they did this thing like a... I mean, you, we used to have to learn how to fake our parents' signatures oh, back in the yeah. day. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a thing nowadays. <laughs> That's learning a skill, forgery. Um, but the... Yeah, it'd be interesting if like these days we've got a text into school saying that uh, my, my son or daughter's not coming in and then they text you back all the work they've got to do, like ah! homework or something. <laughs> it's like, fine, no worries. Uh, just read these chapters in this book. And it's like, oh, no, now I've got to do work. So that'd be good. Oh, dear. Would it be good? Well, not for the kid. No. <laughs> but I don't go to school anymore, so screw them. <laughs> Times have changed. Nice. Times have changed. So... Mm. Have we got anything else to say on this plethora of subjects that we seem to have dived into? Well, I, I think it was a big brain dump of a show, so we've put a lot of lot of. Thought. This is what happens when there's a long time between yeah. us and the microphones. I think we just need to talk and get it all out <laughs> in the open. So there's a lot of thoughts out there. If you've got any, if you've got opinions on the uh, on the thoughts that we put out there, uh, please do go to our our Facebook page, the the Tangent City Facebook page, uh, and uh, they can also check out some of our other shows as well, can't they, Kat? They can. <laughs> um, we've got a plethora of those as well. It seems um, we've got Diz Down Under, so that's Lewis and I rabbiting on about Disney stuff. We've got the wonderful unscripted the film show, so that's you guys and Rachel and sometimes Ada hanging out with you guys, which is awesome. Oh, you guys had a special guest the other week as well, Tim Ferguson. We did. He was awesome. I really enjoyed having him on the show. Um, Speaking of people who have like said things that they regret, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, we've now got Wozcast, which um, is basically the show that I record with someone while drinking whiskey and have now learned that I shouldn't drink a lot of whiskey again after <laughs> recording. It's just so tasty. <laughs> but it is, it's good. And it's like interesting talking to people because I either didn't know or had completely forgotten that our friend Alex had actually been to Scotland when he was a teenager. Oh. And so, yeah, it was like interesting just finding out people's little whiskey stories because everyone's got one. But yeah, that's pretty much us. And it's all on the gentlemanofpopculture.com. So we should be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully with Rachel back in the chair yeah. as well. Yeah. Lots of cup of teas for her and some comfort movies. But we've got some interesting episodes planned, so stay tuned, kids. Yeah. Stay in school. <laughs> and if you have become a meme, please let us know. I'd love to know how you how you got to that point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Share your memes, people. <laughs> but only personal ones. We need you in a meme. It, that's what needs to happen. And if you find Cecilia in a meme, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.